the bigger firms have created their own thinking we can do it better than the other guy and or gal and we'll use that as a way to attract talent attract agents to say we have the best listing system Welcome to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gostaska and Jonathan Conlon, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. In this episode, John and Jonathan give some insight into why the Manhattan real estate market doesn't have an MLS where buyers should look instead and discuss their thoughts about the current New York City real estate market. The history is probably a little more complicated than you'd first think. Welcome back, everybody. It's great to see you all back. And so today, we're going to give you our takeaways for the week. We're going to answer the question, why isn't there an MLS in Manhattan and doesn't street easy count? And by MLS, multiple listing service. John's uh, favorite for, question. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time. Yeah. So, or just, you know, new to residential real estate. So without further ado, what was your takeaway for the week? I was in the city this morning. As you know, I stopped by the office and I ran into a friend of ours, Stephen Cohen, who used to be our, our neighbor in the office, moved over to uh, a competing firm, how dare he, uh, recently. But it was great to see him and Tim, uh, who's his, his right hand uh, today. And so we talked about the market. Everybody's in the same position. So, it, you know, and it's not even actually interesting enough now that I think about it, I was at our normal deli around the corner right before grabbing lunch and i was talking to our our friend there that that we always chat with and she was like same thing oh, i'm slow everybody's slow everybody's you know things are happening but it's like a slow trudge to get back to it and i said you know what at least we're all in it together there's solidarity in that and new york is uh it, it certainly has that um in spades so how about you, John? What's your takeaway? I'm a little impressed with your takeaway. You like that? I, off the top of my head. Vibes. You said you didn't have- Did you just throw good vibes in there? You can't not do it. I think it's a very good takeaway. You know, that, that exudes good vibes and I wasn't even going to say it. Um, huh. So my takeaway, and along the line with your takeaway, I did have lunch with Lawrence Rich and Terry Darling yesterday afternoon. And Larry asked me how the lunch or how business was. Mm -hmm. And I said the same thing that you said, which was very challenging. He said, oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that, John. So we're all on the same boat. My takeaway is that as we discussed last week, transactions are happening, albeit much, much slower. But what I'm observing is that the incredible challenges there are even you know getting to the point of the transaction being in place the negotiating is excruciating and then even when the transaction is put in place a myriad of issues that are coming about and you may say to yourself oh it's business as usual but it feels it it feels, it feels worse worse now because um 
everyone is on guard. The sellers and the landlords want to dig in their heels, and then the landlord or the tenants and the uh, buyers they just want to say, "Does the seller know this is a buyer's market? This is a tenant's market? That kind of thing." So, our job as negotiator and as psychologists are it, it, the job is it's it's very very taxing. So I've, I'm working at full speed. I know you are as well. But hey, on the flip side, how blessed we are to have a transaction to work on. There are plenty of people going to work in real estate offices saying, well, I already sharpened the pencils. What do I do today? In this next segment, John and Jonathan discuss why there isn't an MLS in Manhattan and how the very popular Street Easy has hurt the end product for consumers. But don't worry, even though there's a lot of inaccurate data out there, we can help. Stay tuned to find out where to find the most accurate information, whether you're a buyer, seller, or just enjoy looking at listings. So an MLS, multiple listing service, is a general pool, which uh, a database that all brokerage houses in a specific territory pay into to house and promote their sellers listings. All brokers have access to all the information regarding the, the listing and each agent in that brokerage house can make appointments, ask questions, etc. and the sellers get the most market exposure from being on a multiple listing service. Right, within the brokerage community, yeah. And right. it's always, it seems to be broken down just by areas. I don't know if it's by county in some areas, what have you, but, but the reason why we don't really know is because we don't have one here in the five boroughs. We don't, right. now, we-, we Why have, don't we have one? Well, I think the number one reason why we don't have one is because every, it has been one of these things that, uh, each individual brokerage firm, the bigger firms have created their own thinking we can do it better than the other guy and or gal and we'll use that as a way to attract talent, attract agents to say we have the best listing system, which it, it, unfortunately now what we're seeing is that that's working against the brokerage community at large because there, because that uh, we don't share information except now through the Revney, uh, through the Real Estate Board of New York. We, all the systems do communicate with one another. Um, but uh, now what has happened is we have websites coming in, namely StreetEasy.com um, here in the city, who's taking the place of, uh, of a system that conglomerates or pulls together all of the listings from all the different firms. So it's hard to say why that didn't exist. That's really the only reason I can think of is that uh, New York, you know, New York likes to work by its own set of rules. And it would just was one of those ways that brokerage firms tried to separate themselves from the herd. So it added to, it added a layer of competition um, and another way for one firm to, to, uh, to try to have a, an edge in order to attract talent. How's that? I would, I would agree with that, yes. And Barbara Corcoran, who owned Corcoran, our, our residential brokerage house, was the first voice to do what we call co-broking of the listings, meaning sharing the listings. Because before then, 
all the brokerage houses, like you said, the agents wouldn't even share their listings with any of the agents in their firms. They would hold on to them to sell and to get the commission all to themselves. Yeah. And Barbara recognized being very close, like gatekeepers, like, oh, if yes. you want to see my listing, well, you got to call me. You the know? first person to say, open up your desks, open up your filing cabinets. Let me see the listings that you have. You're going to share not only with the other people and play with the sandbox, but you're going to share in the entire brokerage community. And that's that was the advent of co-broking of listings. And that's so that it's a very antiquated system through the Real Estate Board of New York. And you know far more about this than I do, that we do, we've done that for the even before I was broker, you know? Yeah. So and we co-broke the listing. So so historically but, speaking, just so people have an idea of sort of history. So each one of the big firms, just to wrap up, each one of the big firms, Corcoran, Douglas Elliman, um, Brown Harris Stevens. Uh, now there's Compass, but they, they came in late in the game and now they, they, I don't think they even have their own listing system. They use, uh, uh, they use something through street easy or something like that. I'm not sure how exactly they, their technology works, but, um, each big firm essentially created their own database query system, uh, own, their own user interface. What each one of those databases did is communicate through the Real Estate Board of New York system, which I believe is called Rolex or something like that. So all of Corcoran's listings, for instance, would be sent to Rebney, and then Rebney would turn around and send it out to all the other firms. So they acted as sort of a hub because one of their big responsibilities, I think I mentioned it last week is, or the week before, is to really govern how brokers interact with one another, um, which is certainly uh, needed. And I, I listen, personally, I think, thank goodness, this co-broking, like we do that because there's a lot of work involved in, with the application process and, and everything else that uh, it, it's really beneficial to have another, a good broker on the other side. Of course, the flip side of that is you can have a really bad broker on the other side, doesn't know what they're doing. You end up doing twice as much work for half the money. But, um, but I think the co-broke world is, is certainly welcomed by most agents here in the city. So, Definitely. But I think that the, the, the push for the multiple listing service, you see, uh, in the MLS, you must pay to be into it. And then the, it's like, don't you, wouldn't you think that the, that the information would be more accurate in the MLS? I mean, you must put in everything versus, it just seems as though. Um, Absolutely. It should be. Yes, seems, that's it the intent of it. Versus co-broking, there's so much inaccuracies, you know, that can get through the, the, the system. So, okay. So Manhattan is what it is in terms of co-broking of listings, but then with the advent of Street Easy, the introduction of Street Easy into our marketplace, that really put a major kink in our co-brokerage system. So you want to talk a little bit about Street Easy and well, Street Easy is a company, it was a private company that started around 2005. Um, they subsequently have been purchased by Zillow. Um, so they're under the same umbrella. And basically what Street Easy did in the beginning is they, they said, you know what, this is silly. Uh, why should, I guess, why should only brokers be able to see all the listings? There should be a place where the consumer can go and see all the listings. 
And what they did initially is their technology went to all of the different firms' websites and scraped their listing. So they pulled all that information that was on Corcoran.com and Brown Harris Stevens and Douglas Elliman, et cetera. And they, they put it all together and had their, and have their own their search own pool, basically. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that lasted a couple of years where they were doing that. And then all the firms basically- the Brokerage firms allowed them to do it. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if they could stop them from doing it. It's, it, was, it, wasn't, it, it was just them. They came up with some way to go to the websites and get that information. Um, I don't think it was them allowing them to do it. But what happened then is the firm said, you know what, There's a, you're getting a lot of, you're not getting all the information. There's some misinformation. Why don't we just set up a direct feed to you? Um, so then they started to have a direct feed from Corcoran to uh, to Street Easy, as same as with all the other firms. Any listing service, uh, proprietary listing service from one of the big firms was sent directly to uh, Street Easy. So it it was updated much quicker and more accurately. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't know why they chose to do that because I think that's right around the time that Street Easy was bought by Zillow. And the next phase, obviously, why does a business get into business is to make money, right? Most, as long as it's a for-profit business. So Street Easy started to monetize it. And they started with the premier agent program where you can buy leads basically. So, um, uh, somebody goes on one of our listings and it says, click here for more information. And they click there, they get some other broker. They don't get to the listing agent. So, yeah. which does not serve the consumer well, in my opinion. Most people that are out there looking uh, online without the, the help of an agent is wanting to go directly to the seller's agent. Um, but neither here nor there, they started to do that. They started to charge the brokerage firms for Correct. a certain dollar amount for, uh, for the rental side. And the next step, of course, was going to be to do it on the sales side, which they have not uh, as of yet. But now all of the firms have backpedaled and said, you know what, the, we're not going to send our direct feed because we're looking down the path here. And it, yeah, it's $3 a day, I think, right now for rentals. You're obviously going to add this for sales and there's a lot more money to be had on a sales commission. Um, so they said, oh, we're going to pull that back. So what they've done now is all the firms have pulled back that direct feed and each one of the agents themselves has to input the information directly. Um, additionally, what, what, the, what each firm has done is decided to put everybody's listings on their websites. So now you can see Douglas Elliman's listings on Corcoran.com and vice versa. All of the firms said, you know what, let's just do this. And you know what, the cat's out of the bag, so to speak. Right. So <clears throat> I, think that, I think that Street Easy really, it came down to greed and to money and to monetizing it. But it's and, a private company. So that's think, correct. why wouldn't they do that? And no. what they did then is they started to, and then, then the, the heads of the brokerage firms, they got up in arms about this. How dare they charge us for our own information? And, uh, but they didn't have any leg to stand on. 
So then the whole concept of premier agent, like you described, was the biggest um, was the biggest uh, fallacy because <laughs> a buyer didn't get the right agent, didn't get the listing agent. They wanted the listing agent. They got some agent who didn't know the apartment, barely didn't. They, they, they just paid a fee to get those leads. So, um, so th- this is the brokerage community's way of fighting back. And I think now, at least from our perspective, from the sales point of view, particularly, they may have a, a much stronger hold on the rentals, but from a sales point of view, Street Easy has inaccurate, incomplete information. Yeah. They don't have all the listings and they don't have the power. So I think that the more that the uh, main brokerage houses can stick together, like you said, uh, resources the listing system and that we all are using. And in the more direction we go in that, the more uh, the more headstrong we go in that direction, the better off we're all going to be. So we have to bond bond together, you know. Yeah, I'm bonded to you for 14 years. I'd like to bond to Bess Friedman at Brown Harris, <laughs> and um, Howard Lorber over at Element, and Steve Cohen at Element, even Stephen Geller at Element. Everybody, everybody should come together and continue no, to come together. Not to compass. No. No. Larry um, Leonard Steinberg. Yes. I love Leonard. No, no, don't uh, bond to anybody. The um, listen. In my opinion, we've talked about this over the years. They, this is something that should have happened 10, 15 years ago. They should have. All of this should have been avoided by Street Easy. But hindsight's always twenty twenty. That's correct. Um, and I think the firms are trying to now battle it as best they can. If they just pool their resources, there's no reason why they can't have um, a public facing. Yeah database that and from uh, resource uh, yes. and so and that and then it's just a matter of marketing it because now you go on the subway you go everywhere and you see street easy everywhere right they have really cornered the market and really have brand recognition when it comes to where to go for to see all the listings and i you know what i if you do a search on Street Easy, it is not that friendly and there's not that much information on there. They actually have done a very poor job from my perspective of even providing, even providing a good user interface for the consumer. They could do much better. Um, and thankfully, that's the case because it provides an opportunity for the brokerage firms to, to step up and basically uh, do better and, and fill that void. And that's just a matter of, of uh, making sure everybody knows about it. So. Sure. And I think that we'll get there. I, I, I have a feeling that we're, we're getting closer to that. So uh, that, uh, but it's, it's not easy. And um, you know, they, they've kind of monopolized the market. Would you not say that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> you know, so, so, uh, but we'll, more shall be revealed. How's that? So yep. what's your suggestion now? Where, where do we go from here in terms of like when you, I have specific things that I talk to my buyers about. What do you talk to your clients about the first time that you meet them? So you have a buyer that comes and says, so where should I look for listings? Or what, do you, what should I do if I want, everybody looks on the, on the side, right? They don't, I don't think I have any client that just relies on me to send them the listings. Correct. All, Gone are those days. Yeah, they very quickly Gone become junkies and they, you know, like they're always looking for the, the next the, best the thing. The buyers who I meet, unless they're from outside of Manhattan, 
But even if they are outside of Manhattan, Street Easy will be the first point of contact for them. They'll they'll all call it Street Easy, Street Street Easy, or Speaker Easy, or whatever they call it. They they manipulate the name, that website they call it. So I say, well, yes. I said, but my proprietary listing system, I have all the data, and some of the data isn't as accurate on Street Easy. So what I'll be doing is send you searches. But if you see something on Street Easy, we'll discuss it. You sh Street Easy has actually the least amount of accurate information. So you can use Street Easy, and usually by the time people come to us, they already have searches set up in Street Easy or Zillow even by chance. And first of all, I say, don't go to Zillow, don't go to Trulia, that's not gonna be accurate at all. If you're gonna use any third party program platform, it should be uh, Street Easy. But now in order to get the most accurate information, you should just pick one of the firms. And frankly, I don't care at the end of the day if it's Corcoran.com. I want them to use Element.com if that's what they want to whatever user interface is the best for them. So it does require a little bit more, um, a little bit more research on their part and effort to like look at different firms' websites and say, okay, I like, I like Corcoran search engine the best or, or whatever. Some of them require email addresses, some of them don't, et cetera. Um, so basically say, pick which one you want from the big firms and use that. If you want to use Street Easy, great. Just I do the same thing you do. Send me the listing. I'll tell you whether it's accurate. I'll give you my feedback on it. Yeah. And we'll go from there. But the main point is that we're no longer those gatekeepers of the listings. So the quicker we get them out, the quicker the audience can see the listing. Hopefully, the quicker that it sells, particularly in the age of COVID. So I think we've covered it. And I would want to say to you, it's always wonderful being with you. I think you're you know, you're the milk in my coffee. You're the uh, sugar in my on my cereal. I never even have sugar on my cereal. Anyway, I'm just nuts. kidding. I'm Do you remember nuts. grape nuts? Did you ever have grape nuts as a mm, yes, as a kid? Yeah, I had it. I you had just some put grape the nuts. sugar. Like you pour the sugar on top, and then you take a scoop, and then you can like see the sugar on the rice krispies. It's really good. Rice Krispies, I put sugar on. We digress. We should do, we Thank should you do all a for topic someday about the, the cereals and the breakfast that we used to eat as a kid. How exciting. What's the tie-in to real estate? I think it's an excellent idea. We were saving in foods real as a child and then as the, the foods that we ate as a kid that we still eat today. In topic real estate. for further consideration. With that, thank you all for being part of the John and John Sell NYC podcast. Listen, if you have questions about uh, listings or about uh, buying or selling or renting or renting out your apartment, put the question in the feed or give us a call. We're here for you and we're not going anywhere. We're here. So Great to see you, John. Thank you, everybody. If you have any questions, as John said, reach out. We're here to help. It is a complicated world here in New York real estate. So uh, until next week, uh, be safe, be healthy. And, and remain in gratitude. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gostaska and Jonathan Conlon, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. 
If you'd like to take a look at our listings, have a property you're thinking of selling, or are wondering if we could help you finally find the perfect place to call home, feel free to reach out. You can email us at info at johnandjonathansellnyc.com or reach out via our Facebook page or Instagram at johnandjonathansellnyc. If you enjoyed today's podcast, consider telling a friend or family member about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts and we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. Subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode and we'll see you next time.